Do I easily recognise my 15-year-old self, but least of all physically? Odd to think that back then I was a scrap of a thing. In those days I was quite often wearing my younger sister Elizabeth's hand-me-downs. My new sister-in-law's first sight of me would have been obscured in part by Dottie, my nine-year-old sister, who was bobbing excitedly despite Elizabeth's jabbing at her back in a poor attempt to keep her in line. Dottie's delight was what Catherine saw first of us, her jiggling on the spot and her occasional Elizabeth-dealt lurch. I might have jiggled too, I suppose, had I not been so ill at ease in my new kirtle. My mother had at last deemed me, at fifteen, to be of an age for a kirtle and gown. But Elizabeth too, annoyingly. Elizabeth, a whole year younger than me, just for my mother's convenience. Besides Dottie was Margie, her junior by a year, but, in contrast, admirably composed. Margie's eyes would have been trained on Catherine in naked appraisal. Margie's cool, grey, widely spaced eyes. No such circumspection from Antony, at seven, the baby of our family, who would have seen someone new to be subjected to his questions and challenges. How far can you hop? Would it be better to be blind or deaf? Behind me were my two older brothers, Harry and Thomas. Sandy-haired Harry's lack of physical resemblance to Edward must have struck Catherine, but she'd have seen, too, how deeper ran the difference between them, Harry's being such an easy-going smile. Actually, Harry was raring to be off to Barbara's, thinking only of her and their own forthcoming nuptials. Thomas was just as keen to turn and go, but less cheerfully. He begrudged each and every success of Edward's, which to him was what Catherine was. No wonder I was the one to fall so readily for Catherine. Look at me there. Within our family, I was peculiarly alone. The eldest girl, my three older brothers, so much more worldly than me, but the children, Dottie, Margie, Antony, so much younger. True, Elizabeth was in the middle with me, but being younger, she had it easy, shouldering none of my responsibilities, and anyway, we never got along and still don't. As my mother bustled forward to greet her new daughter-in-law, I cringed to see her as Catherine might, bulky, flustered, frowsily dressed. We Seymours didn't stand on ceremony, had no airs and graces, which Catherine seemed to understand, responding fulsomely by clasping both of my mother's hands in her own. What a natural she was, this girl whom my brother had so cleverly and carefully chosen— How did my mother feel when Catherine's hands closed around her own? She herself had once been the bride to cross Wolf Hall's threshold. She'd been the one with the money and connections, though, and even several years, too, on her husband. And one day, in turn, this new daughter-in-law was to take her place as matriarch of the Seymour family. And my father? Where was he? How odd that I can't locate him there in my mind's eye. In view of what later happened, it's as if he's taken cover. But he was never one to step forward if he could hang back, and he probably just stayed behind us, as gaunt and shadowed as my mother was flushed and dimply. For my parents, Catherine was the answer to all the prayers of their married life, that their heir would marry well. Her arrival was an end in itself, For me, I knew in my gut that her step across the threshold was the beginning of something, 
although at the time I couldn't have known it as anything but a change for the good. If anyone was going to spoil the occasion, it would be Thomas, and, duly only a little later at supper, he made his move. We'd endured a reading from Father James and some polite conversation about Catherine's parents' health, when Thomas unwrapped his roll from its linen, asking, Anyone want this? But by which time it was in the air on its way to his sister-in-law. She caught it before she knew. There it was in the palm of her raised hand, which stayed raised as she looked to the little ones for applause. Antony couldn't stop himself. Yes! and a squeal escaped Dotty despite her fingertips pressed to her lips. Catherine's own delayed exhalation was as exuberant as a laugh. I was still trying to take in what I'd seen. The Seymours didn't lob bread rolls, or indeed anything else, at guests. Not that Catherine was, strictly speaking.